All right, welcome to Talks with Raj. And, and today uh, we have a very, very special, we can call it like one of the hottest topic of the era right now, which is AI. But to make a spin on this, we actually um, did two things. Number one, I actually asked um, ChatGPT what we should talk about AI and ChatGPT spit out the entire agenda. And, and what we're gonna do is, we're gonna give it to, in my humble view, the most prominent AI figure that I know. So we have Professor Terence, sorry, Professor Dr. Terence to speak about AI insight, navigating the future uh, 2030 perspective. I, I want to do justice on the introduction, so I'm going to ask Dr. Terence himself to introduce him. So, that, Professor Terence, all yours. Hey, thank you very much, Raj. Thanks for having me here. Raj, first thing, you know, I think you really need to actually get out more and get to know more people. If I'm the most prominent, <laughs> you are in trouble, definitely. So, uh, thank you very much for having me on, on the uh, podcast. Uh, I'm very pleased to be here. My name is Terence T, and I am, uh, first and foremost, a professor of finance at the university. Like, I'm first and like a first and foremost, I'm the professor of finance at Hout International Business School. Um, um, yeah, um, also, I'm also like, a, I'm a co-founder of Nexus Frontier Tech and at Nexus, what we do is we actually build bespoke AI products for our clients, mainly in the financial services, uh, industry. Having said that, um, I think like, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about, you know, how AI going to develop and whatnot, uh, you know, things are actually changing and it's, I, I find it to be a fascinating um, case study when it comes to like uh, look, watching the evolution of the industry. No, thanks again, Dr. Torrance. I think what we want to really debunk is there's a lot of buzz around AI. So I think one of the things that you could help us uh, for the audience here is let's call it what is AI is, what it's not, and then what the future holds for AI. And I think that would be a very good um, a discussion for today. But to kick things off, right, let's start with uh, the current state of AI. Dr. Ernst, what do you think uh, from your view that is currently happening in terms of the state of the technology and the developments from historically up to this year? What have you mm. seen and how you think this is where we are right now? Mm. So I, I'm not going to go back and, uh, you know, gonna give a lecture on the history of AI because that will, you know, I, I think lots of people there are like, it's well documented and, uh, you know, it can be read, like, uh, read up quite easily. Um, the, the, uh, the current form of AI, like thing like started around the mid, the mid beginning 2000s. Um, but things were basically very, very technical, very, uh, you know, it's, it's confined in like uh, to uh, the academia and, and various tech companies. Nothing really like uh, we have seen uh, right now um, came up with, with that. Having said that, um, I when we first founded the company, um, Nexus Frontier Tech, okay. around 2017, um, we were probably standing at the edge of the AI revolution when it comes to business, businesses, okay. with the, you know, having an interest in AI. Notice right. I'm saying that having an interest and not taking up AI um, simply because at that point, um, AI remained a very um, mythical, like, uh, you know, right. technology. Um, you know, like, and, and 
it's, it's becoming much, much, much better. Uh, and there are more and more people who understand what AI is. Uh, having said that, you know, over the past six, seven years, we are only now seeing more and more businesses um, really having a, a willing to take um, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, put the toes into the swimmer, like, uh, into the, into, into the water, really try to test out, you know, um, you know, like, uh, what are the implications of AI within their businesses? So, um, just to actually give you like, uh, give you an illustration, right? Only now, after like, uh, six, seven years of talking about AI, um, I started to receive a lot more requests from L and D learning and develop, like, uh, learning okay. and development and HR basically saying, hey, you know, can we actually have a course uh, or workshops on AI? You know, because we are becoming, uh, we are really seriously thinking of taking up AI. We would have thought that this, this would happen like uh, much earlier, but, okay. you know, like I guess, you know, technology takes time for like, uh, you know, like it uh, takes time to trickle down to the different um, faucets, like uh, the different um, aspects, different layers of businesses and societies. All right, awesome. I think that gives a very good summary of where things have transitioned. But in, in, if, you, if I were to deep dive on that particular part, how would you say that um, within the world of 20K, right now, AI took a very slow start. Now, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the assimilation curve has reduced a lot because yep. it's, it's out there. There's an interest, as you said, people are want to know what is it, what is it first, how we can use it, if not, how we have to prepare ourselves. So that's happening within the domain. But yep. how would you say this trend is going to take holistically in the, in the version of 2020, 2030? Where do you think it will head from now to 2030? Mm. I think, you know, like, um, it's interesting because like uh, I, as, as, as someone who works in academia and, and also work on technologies, right? Um, it's almost like I've been waiting for the um, tipping point. You know, like uh, when okay. it comes to all of a sudden people rushing into using AI and uh, I waited and waited and waited, even though I could actually see the benefits that like we like uh, the technologies can actually accrue to um, to businesses, um, especially when we actually see how AI can actually be deployed in a business uh, and, you know, like a, what kind of like, a, you know, economics that like, you know, how, how, how the economics actually end up being like, a, you know, being improved. Right. Uh, but the, the truly tipping point all of a sudden is, I believe, the chat GPT, the introduction of chat GPT is right. very interesting in the sense that because all of a sudden the technologies is no longer something that is really far-fetched. Um, you know, imagine this, you know, um, in the past few years, what we could do is all we're doing is putting the, like, uh, you know, putting the technologies into business processes and work right. and workloads, right? So, you know, like as individuals, you don't see it, you don't feel it. Uh, you cannot touch it. You certainly cannot really actually right. use it and benefit from it. But then all of a sudden, ChatGPT came along, right? And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, everyone say, wait a minute, you know, this is a technology that I can actually use. And if we were to look at some, like, uh, you know, previous academic studies, right? One of the okay. things that, like, uh, you know, one thing I always do as, like, uh, I, you know, I, I, I do as a research is, you know, what are the, like, uh, what, what actually cost bubble? Right, like uh, okay, you know, yeah. financial bubbles, um, and you know, especially and how 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 come some technologies can cause bubbles and others would not, right? Um, one one of them, not all of them, but one of the um, factors, one of the explanations is very simple. Um, 
if the technology itself is um, at the retail level, at the consumer-facing level, right, it has got a much higher chance of going, like, uh, you know, seeing a bubble, you know, when it comes to that technology. And the reason okay. is simple. You and I can actually use it all of a sudden. It just not, it's not only capturing our, like, attention. What is far more important is start to actually fire up our imagination and everyone right. talks about it. So, the moment ChatGPT actually got into like our day-to-day -day life, right? All of a sudden, um, it becomes very real for lots of people, and therefore, I think you know, like uh, this is what, like uh, you know, what is really actually getting um, the, as I mentioned earlier on, the learning and developments, the HR teams, they started to actually really like uh, want to see, you know, what are the things that they can do with AI. Funny enough, a lot of the time when they talk about, you know, like uh, what we can do with AI, it's not really what we can do with AI, it's what we can do with ChatGPT. Because to a yeah. lot of people, ChatGPT is actually AI, which is not true, right? You know, like, uh, right, right. Um, so there is a huge difference between the two. So um, it is, I think like uh, going forward, right? answering your question, sorry, you know, no. like, uh, you know. No, no, I'm, go for I'm, it. I'm I'm in academia, so like uh, you ask me a questions, I can give you an one. I, I think that's what we're here, bro. I think that's what we want to listen. <laughs> I like not with me, not with me, Raj, not with me. That's for sure. Um, but you were asking, right? Uh, going down, like a uh, you know, go, going further down in 2030, right? You know, what are the developments we are seeing? I think um, there will be a lot more attention, at least with Gen AI, generative AI, which is the technology behind um, ChatGPT. Um, Having said that, you know, there are a number of factors that are really constraining the, the further developments of uh, Gen AI, you know, not least because there's not enough quality data, um, the environmental issues, uh, as well as the uh, the cost of compute, you know, is, is going up, like uh, up and up and up and up and up. So what I think, you know, is going to happen is that the... Um, the uh, the rise and rise and rise of um, Gen AI will start to actually flat out. So, like uh, you know, right. the growth will be a lot more uh, constrained. Will be like uh, will be less. There will be less breakthrough. Uh, even like uh, you know, the the, the Open AI like uh, openly admitted that you know after okay. like uh, GPT four, right? They are not so sure whether like uh, you know they they can actually further develop it, right? Now. Uh, that, however, does not mean that you know, like a, you know, like a companies, uh, like a, or businesses will stop and say, "Oh, you know what? We're not going to use right. um, you know technologies." Uh, what they would then do, I think, that there are two things that will be happening, and that is going to define the pathways, you know, into you know, like uh, what the AI scene would look like in twenty thirty. I think the first is that we are going to see. Because the technological uh, development is slowing down, this yep. gives the room and the time, certainly, then, like, uh, you know, the time needed for business people to digest the implications, you know, like uh, taking the time, taking the, uh, you know, like finding the money to fund technology projects. So I think, you know, like uh, this, like uh, even though technologies are not developing or advancing like uh, at uh, net breaking speed, right? Uh, I think this actually like uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that like a uh, businesses will stop. Businesses will probably use the time to catch up. I think that's first. Uh, second is that you know, like, uh, since the technologies are like, uh, you know, like are, Sorry, since technologies are slowing down, right, you know, in terms of 
like an advancement and businesses are catching up, we are probably going to see more and more uh, companies really actually taking the time to expand the knowledge and understanding as to what, how they can use technologies. More importantly, how they can actually combine existing technologies because yeah, like uh, it is a, uh, I think it is a, it, it is a myth. It, it is a, uh, you know, like a, a wrong belief that um, our, you know, like uh, the, you know, the, the, the technological advancements we have been seeing are all based on single technologies, uh, you know, working themselves up. Like uh, that's not true. Uh, what really actually provides breakthrough in the, uh, you know, in the in the in the revolutions, right? You know, technological revolutions or small technological technological revolutions we have seen in the past, it's almost always a combination of different technologies. So we are going to see AI being gradually a uh, a, a a part of a greater system, a greater system, like a greater network of various technologies coming together to produce new business propositions. So I would actually spend the time, like, you know, if I were businesses, I would actually spend the time thinking about, okay, you know what, we have got this here, right? Um, what can we do with it with other technologies? I think that's, that's you know, and that makes like, uh, you know, predicting the future. Like uh, you know, like uh, a lot more difficult because you know, like uh, combinations implies you know, like uh, you know, different permutations, right? So you know, and with different permutations, you have got you know, I guess in mathematics it should be combinations, but you know, yeah. uh, combinations that means more possibilities. No, I think, I think so you like uh, these are the these are the like uh, you know this is this is this is what's going to dictate the uh, the developments in the next seven seven like uh, seven to ten years when it comes to AI at least in the near term. I think I think that's a very I would say prop that's a very um, well thought answer like how we're getting there. And if I were to I think you brought you raised a lot of good points, but I just want to like dissect the the key ones. And I like how you touched upon that. Whenever people say right now they are interested in AI, they are actually interested in ChatGPT. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing or anything. We, we we just know that, which only means that Gen AI has a lot of potential. That's what the people are looking for. That's how I would equate it. And, and the second piece is you mentioned the ethical, which I'll cover in the end because there's like that's a very there's an ethical yep. issue that we need to talk about. But one part that I I feel uh, prop that I think I'm going back always because we learn from the past when it comes to technology. Because yeah. the goal here is focus on the experience and not on the technology. So using that as, as, as a prima, if you go back, I think this is what happened with the introduction of smartphones. See, smartphone itself was just supposed to do one thing, but because the apps development gave horizon to a lot of other things, it boosted its own sharing economy and all that stuff. And then everything came, but then smartphone just acted as a base layer. And I think, Rather than thinking Gen AI is going to be solving everything, I think it will act as a base layer that will allow us to do a lot of other things, which we don't know, which is exciting. But is, is it a safe yeah. assumption to say that? Yeah, I, I, frankly, right? You know, you are, um, you're like, uh, what you're saying is like uh, onto two two things that I believe right. um, okay. is, is going to happen, um, in at least from the technology perspective. One is the fact that, you know, there are more and more like uh, conversations about the Gen AI, the um, you know the large language model, right? You know, behind yeah. ChatGPT and and like uh, Gen AI, uh, they are going to be uh, to become the so-called foundation models. Um, 
And what our foundation models is this, you know, like uh, just to give an example, right? Um, at the moment, no matter what, like, uh, you know, the media said, like, uh, no matter what you read, what you like, uh, what you hear, um, putting AI into a business is a pain in the in the rear end for one simple, for two reasons. One is because you need to custom made it. There's no other way almost like uh, to get around with, like, uh, get, 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 get around it, um, at least not with the technologies we have got. Um, and of course, you know, with custom made means like, uh, you know, it's expensive uh, and it like, uh, you know, it's very difficult to um, turn it into a product, even though, you know, we are seeing more and more possibilities on turning like uh, bespoke products into a product. But that's a that's a side story. Um, but the fact is this, you know, it's very difficult. It's very expensive, particularly uh, when different companies has got very, very different um, uh, uh, IT system, IT like uh, infrastructures in terms of right. uh, complexities, in terms of the makeup, in terms of you know the legacy like uh, you know like uh, hardwares and softwares that they have got. So uh, putting AI into like uh, you know putting AI into a business is very difficult like uh, at the moment, or at least it's costly, or at least it's like you know, it takes a bit of time. Um, the you know when it comes to the foundation models, um, the idea is very simple. You literally just take on the foundation models, and what you can do is use the like uh, the foundation models um, to actually like uh, build AI for to like uh, you know for to to take accomplish different tasks. So instead of building a single individual model for each of the task, the idea of the foundation model is let's take an LLM, use it, tweak it, prompt it in a way so that you can have one big model. In order to, like, uh, you know, accomplish a task. Right now, if you right. have got a little bit more data uh, that you can add on to more specific data that you can add on to the LLM, like uh, the foundation models, this is what people call like a uh, tuning. You can actually even like a uh, you know like a uh, so like uh, you can actually uh, complete like a uh, complete uh, like uh, automate a task or like use machines to complete like uh, a task right um, with just a small amount of data backed by a huge amount of data, you know, that is already pre-trained. So I think like, uh, you know, the possibility of foundation models is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to uh, change the, you know, the, the scene of the, you know, how, how companies are going to use, um, um, you know, like uh, AI in the future. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one thing that I, when I, when I, you, you called out two things, bro. one is, the, the misconception that let's introduce AI to the company, let's solve things, yeah. which is what people tend to say a lot. But then the model is cheap. If I remember correctly, you mentioned the, buying the model from, from a shop is actually quite on the market. It's very easy, but training the model is what really gets you. And then making the model tuned to what you want. And isn't that, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm keep going back to the old, um, what do you call that? Uh, the base layer to uh, the, the yeah. 2.0, but, but I'm just trying to take the concept. Do you envision a way prof that, AI would become an asset or infrastructure that is provided, like how AWS is being providing like a base layer for everyone, and then you right. plug in and then you use it. Would you already yeah. explain from the foundation layer and then moving up, right? But yeah, what are like, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like I. You know, I think like uh, if, to answer your previous questions, I said like there are two things, right? One is foundation right. model, uh, but the second thing like uh, yeah. I should like I should be mentioning is this. I think so. First, uh, um, I you know I I'm feeling very very uncomfortable. You know, like uh, having okay. this conversation so far, um, for one simple reason, because like uh, I have been forced to actually use the term AI 
all the time. Um, when my preferred term is actually algorithm. Um, that because right. it is the, the reason is simple because current okay. AI is nothing more than an algorithm. I think AI is like uh, giving too much room for people to fantasize and you know like uh, creating too much like uh, imaginations, right? Whereas if we were to define AI as algorithm, right, which is what it is right now, let's face it, right, it's a basically a you know it, it's it's just just a bunch of equations, right? If we were to like uh, burn it like uh, you know uh, bring it all down, right? Right. Uh, so uh, with algorithms, what you can see is that you know, like, if you think about it, right, the fact is this, you know, we are not going to be able to do everything with one single algorithm or one set of algorithms, even every single thing like in our lives. What it means is, like you were saying, right, you know, uh, can, like, uh, you know, can it be a like a base layer, you know, the basic like uh, the basic in like uh, the basic starting points, right, to everything like uh, in our lives? The answer, I believe, is yes. And the reason is simple, because um, as we are developing more and more AI on, especially on the business front, right, there are more yeah. and more, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, case studies that we can actually you know, like uh, you know that, that we can use right and therefore that will spin all like uh, you know that will create a lot more use cases now uh, why am I talking about this the answer is simple because you know if we are able to actually like a uh, uh, popularize the use of algorithms for individual purposes ultimately what we will see is that you know we are going to see a single algorithm that is being developed for a specific task. Right now, whether it is like uh, you know backed by the foundation models, it doesn't really mean yeah. that matter. The key is that there will be an algorithm, an AI model, for just about every single task. Now, um, using the um, like uh, an analogy that my partner Danny Go at Nexus, like uh, you know who's the CEO as well, and he always say that you know like uh, you know like uh, in the future, what we would like to see is that you know as AI become more and more um, you know popular. Right, you know, or um, get, get like uh, getting getting used in different faucets in our like uh, in our daily lives. What we will probably be seeing is AI as an app. Now we're not gonna probably use AI as an app, right? But yeah. the fact is this, you know, now if you think about it, the way we actually go through our lives is not like one single super app, right? Unless you live in China, right? right? Uh, or right. like uh, that's what the like uh, the tech company is trying to do. So far, we have not seen a, seen a super app. We're not gonna see a super AI app. No, we're not going to do that because it, mathematically or at least technology-wise, it is impossible. But what we'll likely see is a small, like a small AI model for the purpose of you know different things. You know, when it comes to maybe a, a AI model just to actually look at, like a, you know, focus on arranging our diaries. Uh, you know, an AI model just actually be focusing on finding the right, like finding the taxi for you, right? Like a, or like a, you know ordering the food for you at the time and place at like a, you know to the preference that you, that that you have got. The the you know like a, if like a, you know I think like a, we are going to see a world full of a like a, you know a variety of AIs just like we are going to have see a huge number of apps that are going like a, you know on our phones. So I think that will be the basic that will serve as the basic infrastructure rather than infrastructure in the sense of blockchain. There is one type of technologies uh, that will like uh, you know that can you know basically run the uh, you know like a uh, that would that can actually behave like a bank right or, or right. perform various bank functions i doubt right. it you know we will be seeing that 
So I think in 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 a good summary, you're saying it the concept will be working at an individual capacity addressing specific need, but the concept will be so developed that for that particular one, people will be able to tap into it for that particular resource. So rather than saying one AI can solve everything, no, we will learn so much about individual AI solving individual action items for a specific yep. case. Yeah. Yep. At least that's yep. what the investment should be looking like. And that there will be like, you know, and now, and, and, and like you talk about investment, right? And I think, you know, right. if, if the foundation models think like, uh, you know, concept really actually takes off, um, I think, you know, what we'll start to see is that you know, like, uh, my, my prediction is that a lot of startups, they will no longer just build AI models. They will be prompting or fine tuning like, uh, you know, AI models. Right. And, and I think, you know, if we were to go down that route, right, we are going to see one, you know, a lower uh, barrier of entry. Right. right. Which basically means sure. more entrepreneurs coming in. It's exactly, you know, like uh, or at least very similar to the app, like, uh, you know, to the app store. Right now, uh, which like, uh, you know, but if you were to look at the, uh, you know, the app store, right, you know, like, at least on Apple, um, 60 percent of the apps revenues are dominated by 20 biggest app companies yeah. <laughs> right so you know you are probably going to see a huge number of apps coming in like people i don't know about you i basically installed an app and after 24 hours i would like uh, i would uninstall it right? probably 10 minutes bro probably right you know, it's like, uh, so um so we are probably going to see that too you know like uh, you know the um you know various companies are going to start like uh you know like uh, focusing on well, like a uh, one ai or one algorithm to serve one purpose uh and become very successful I think that seems like a, I mean, I, I, I like how it, it makes, it's a logical future because I feel like it, I think it will get us some trouble to get them because we do a lot of by trial and error because all the monies are going into generator AI because they think that, I mean, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing, but like, I, I also feel your concept of rather than calling everything AI, can we just call it what it is? That also helps. Now, um, Prof, I want to segue a bit. Now I'm going to go into a bit more of um, impact-wise, right? Now, mm. when Gen AI came to the picture, a lot of jobs were made redundant to some extent. So, which is always the, every time a new technology is introduced, there's the winners and then there's the losers, which always been the case. The question is like, which one appeals compared to the others, right? So in that regard, what are your thoughts on jobs or certain types of skills becoming obsolete. I have my own reservation, which I want to discuss with you later, but like, what is your opening thought when it comes to mm. things that Gen AI can do it? So people are going towards that, therefore not needing the, the human interaction. We, when, when, like, uh, so when we, uh, you know, when, when me and my partners, um, you know, like co-authors wrote the, uh, wrote our book on, on AI, uh, four, four years ago now, I think, okay. um, yeah, like uh, the AI Republic, uh, what we were asking way back then even was, you know, how much like, uh, you know, how how much AI would actually, you know, like, uh, you know, how they would actually take over our jobs. The fact okay. is, that, um, I think there is, a, you know, there is no question that there is a bit of more like, a, you know, like, a, like, a, you know, like a fear mongering, or like a scare mongering out there. Right. right. Because let's face it. You know, it is, it is very juicy topic. You know, when it comes to say, you know what, uh, uh, you know, like all the jobs are lost. You know, one of the um, the most, uh, uh, you know, one of the most prominent, uh, you know, example. It's a, like a paper that came out in two thousand three uh, by okay. two academics, like uh, in in Oxford, saying, like, claiming that 
like 48% of the jobs in the U.S. will be replaced by computers. Uh, okay. And uh, naturally, you know, like uh, the best thing to do is, you know, like uh, you would say, half of the job of our jobs are going to disappear, right? If you are right. writing like, uh, in newspaper, right? Uh, I never understand, you know, how 50% of the jobs can actually disappear. Uh, but later on, as it turned out, I realized that. You know, like I learned that, you know, it is like uh, to, a, to a large extent, I believe at least, you know, it's wrongly studied. We are not really actually see, seeing like, uh, you know, a huge number of jobs disappear. Uh, you know, in the past, there are very many studies that shows, right? Yes, you know, there are jobs like uh, if there's no questions, technologies are taking over our jobs. What is far more important, I believe, is the technologies are partially and I repeat partially, eliminating our jobs, okay? Um, so okay. just to give you an example, right? You know, like a, one of our clients, like a, a big bank, uh, what we did was we uh, introduced an algorithms to actually help them to read documents. So instead of the staff eyeballing uh, and, and like eyeballing the data and then you know, like uh, keying in the data, right? Like uh, and the get it processed, okay. What we did was something very simple, using algorithms to read and extract the data from the doc submitted documents and okay. then enter it in the database, right? Now, like one could Im imagine that, you know, the jobs are like uh, gone. All of these people are replaced and like, uh, you know, they are, they are uh, you know, like they're fired, right? No, as it turned out in our clients, like, uh, you know, like uh, in our client's case, at the very least, no one was fired. The reason was simple because the, the staff that like whose jobs, who's like, uh, you know, like uh, were actually replaced by AI or by algorithm were actually like end up doing two different things. One is um, they are there to process exceptions, things that like, uh, you know, the cases that the models were not trained to do. So in our case, you know, um, the model was actually trained to read uh, European Union format driving license so they were like you know these models would not be able to process let's say a you know like a a state uh you know like a driving license from the us right so because they're not trained for it so what do you do you use humans to actually like a process it because it's, it's cost is a lot more cost effective in order to do that right why would you want to build a model to actually like uh like uh, to look at uh you know dealing with uh, uh you know like exceptions right the second thing that the uh, all these staff ended up doing was um, basically supervisors to the AI models, to the algorithms. Now, one would actually ask them, well, wait a minute, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If the people are actually not fired, right, you know, where is the cost savings? The answer is, of course, the cost savings coming from the need, from, the, from eliminating the need to hire more people if you were to scale up your business, okay? So I believe that the elimination is on the eliminating the, you know, the jobs that are to be like, a, that are that are going to, like a, that are going to come up. Now, um, is that, does that mean it is no job elimination? I think, you know, it will be, uh, you know, wrong to say there is no job elimination at all. But what we can see here is that, you know, all our jobs are partially, we are more, more and more likely to see our part of our jobs being like a taken, like a taken away. So the key is, you know, at least, you know, for us, right, is which part of our jobs will probably get automated 
and which part of our jobs will not get automated, which probably makes like a, you know make like a make like a keeping up with updating your skills like a, an important you know element in in our daily life. I think I think you you touched the topic very nicely and how you brought it up to the end. I think my and, and I completely agree with that prop, but I I also feel in in my takeaway, what would I call it is I think. We are not realizing that we are spending a lot of time doing things, whereas this time or people could be invested somewhere else. That's so. If I were to again, my under, my limited understanding of Gen AI, I'm just talking about Gen AI because that's the one that is prominent and we're using it daily. Mm-hmm. Gen AI allows you to bring data to you, whether the data is valid or not. I'm I'm not going to debate that, but like it brings ease access to data very quickly. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can cut the time of finding the data, but focus more on decision making. So in that way, I feel it allows you to get to where you want, but faster, which means you can use that time more efficiently, park it where yeah. you want. There's yeah. definitely elimination. There's no denial, but it yeah. gives room for us to say, we shouldn't be doing this work anymore. We should be doing yeah. something else. What is the something yeah. we need to improve ourselves? That's correct. The question here is, uh, you know, if, if you're the lawyers, like the the, the, the the two lawyers in the U.S., instead of actually like, uh, you know, spending the time to actually research the case, use ChatGPT, that is a problem, right? Um, right. So, yes, you know, we should be, I think like, uh, you know, one of the, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, I, I'm sure like, uh, you know, one of the things that we need to be very wary of when it comes to right. using like a ChatGPT is what are the things that we can depend on on it you know on depend on the output what are the things that we should not really depend on the output yeah i think so, that's you know, uh yeah sorry go for it no i mean if you're trying to come up with something creative you can't do it like there is like a you know like a by definition if you want to come up with something new you can't use like a you know gen ai for the purpose Right. So you're like, uh, you know, if I were, let's say, right, you know, if I want to actually say, okay, you know, like you were asking, right? Um, like, uh, you know, like, so you were asking, you know, you uh, chat GPT to generate the, the questions today, which, you know, yeah, I agree right. is the right thing to do. Uh, but if I were to, let's say, uh, I want to actually build a new course, completely new course on, I don't know what, right? Um, you know, like, uh, let's say, you know, how blockchains and AI would work together. Okay. Something like that. Right. I doubt it, you know, on ChatGPT, it will be able to come up with a syllabus, right? Because it's completely new. But if I were to say, you know what, I'm too lazy to actually like, uh, you know, like uh, to, to, <laughs> to come up with a course outline, a syllabus for the AI, like, uh, you know, for an AI course, give me an AI course, like a uh, course outline. You know, you can actually use ChatGPT for the purpose. Give me a business plan to start a AI company. I think that that would work. But hey, listen, you know, you need to actually like uh, apply your judgment as to how much you can actually re- rely on it. Yeah, I, I, I would, I, I cannot overemphasize that on that topic, Prof. And I also feel it's like asking, generative AI can't give you to figure out a new color. That's where human brain comes in. It's like asking someone yeah. to come up with a new color. It won't, it will just look at historical data. It will try to fine tune it, but which also means that thinking is also very good, right? Because that means if I'm looking at something where I just need something to be done from historical data, you go yes. with Gen AI. But if yeah. you need something where you need something fresh, then you go on the other side. But you want some data be collected or some idea what's happening, you can use generative AI to help you. At least, at least that's how I would look at the subset of it. But it's good that 
understanding where people should use it where people should not be using that's yeah. what causing a lot of issue and friction it is yeah. not new is a it is a it's an algorithm I mean, like try try it yourself you know i would literally everyone try it yourself go and book a flight would you use chat gpt to book a flight for you i mean saying like you know what give me a flight you know like a raj you're like uh you know you want to go from like uh you know dubai to um kuala lumpur right um, right. Use ChatGPT to find a flight for you. You won't, right? You know, you won't trust it because I don't know whether it's the best price that it is actually offering me the best. You know, like it doesn't know my preference. You know, right. you, you won't do that. You still want to actually do it yourself. So I think there are lots of things that you would actually use your own judgment, and I'm hoping that people will not actually be surrendering it. That that's a, that's a very valid point. I think we're getting that thing, and and there's always a the curve, right? So yeah, the hype, the break real understanding and then we will take it and that's how it, i mean i'm not going to degrade uh, digress the top podcast to uh, talking about ethereum but it took a long shot to see where you want to find the main use of it and then people started grasping that i think ai will also go in a similar curve um just to switch to an interest of time prop the last topic that i have that that i feel well uh, chat gp didn't give me this topic i don't know why it left it out but i think it's a topic we need to talk about which is the ethical and regulatory concerns and 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 in my perspective, there's also the sustainability issue, which is uh, data storing and 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 climate and all that. But let's talk about something we are more accustomed to, which is education. Mm. So gone are the days we can ask our students to hey write a report on what is the effect of X Y Z in your own synthesizing way, right? And you can't do that now to a lot of reasons. Yeah. So how would you? How would you talk about that that whole domain? You know what, listen, like, uh, you know, this is a topic that I've been desperately trying to actually run away from in my day-to-day <laughs> life, you know. What questions I should be throwing at my students that, you know, like uh, assuming that they would be uh, tempted to use ChatGPT to answer the question. So I think, you know, the first thing I would do is definitely, right? You know, it's, it's not ethical, like, or like, you know, I'm not trying to actually like a brand, like I put it under the banner of ethics or like a bias. Right. right? It's just, it, you know, you know, does calculator actually take away our ability to do, to, to do math? Probably, yes, I would say, but does it actually bring a more benefits than if we were to continue to do everything mentally? Probably not, right? You know, right. without spreadsheet, we can't do much, right? So I think, you know, like, uh, you know, when it comes to technologies, as long as we keep it as a as a tool and we use it properly, we are going to, like, uh, you, know, we, it, it, we, you know, we can see benefits coming from it. So I don't see why we should be banning um, students from using ChatGPT. Anyhow, um, so, you know, like uh, if we were, let's say, uh, you know, like, uh, you, you, like you were talking about strategies, like uh, before we start this like uh, conversation, um, you know, right. you are not going like, I, I would not be able to actually just throw a lazy question, say, oh, you know what, um, Raj uh, or students go and actually like uh, give me a uh, five forces and SWOT analysis of company X, Y, Z, because like uh, this will be, you know that there it's tons of data and output out there that right. you know like uh, you know, like uh, that ChatGPT can easily summarize and students basically just you know the time they will be needing like to spend on is basically uh, you know on trimming down the, uh, the the words right you know to to the to the to the to the um, to the word count right um, so gone are the days where I think you know like uh, we can actually have descriptive. Um, descriptive 
uh, analysis, or even like a, you know, even if it's supposed to be analysis, but the problem is that there are way too many like a, too many analysis in existence out there that can be easily summarized. I think like uh, you know the key is you know like uh, asking questions about, for instance, like I, I can think of two things. One was um, okay, you know what? Given the analysis, you know, give me a like a, given your analysis, right? What do you think would be the future of the company? Okay, in your words, and you know, you try to actually pick between the land. Now, granted, there are lots of forecasting out there, but then what you are like, uh, you know, what you're doing is whether the students can actually support their own argument, right? You right. Know, like, uh, you know, so you look at it that way. The second way to do it is uh, probably like, uh, you know, instead of asking them to actually submit a word document, like you ask them to submit, uh, you know, something that like uh, that involves data visualization. Right. So, because like data visualization, I think is a very important skills, right? You know, especially when the like uh, you know in a world where we are basically becoming more and more like uh, you know like TikTokers, you know, like uh, and like the other day I was actually talking to a training company and they were telling me that you know like uh, you can forget about you know online uh, training, uh, you know, people spending an hour in front of the laptop these days because they just don't have the patience anymore. They just don't have the attention span. So you know, uh, I think data visualization is key, but you know, at the moment, huh, okay, uh, we are not seeing generate like a Gen AI being able to produce graphics. It is, however, on the development, like uh, it is under development. And, you know, even like, uh, you know, at Nexus, we're like, uh, we are started to be able to actually turn text into pictures. But before okay. that was, at, that would be available. I think that, you know, the ability, students' ability to turn data into insights and then insights into communication. I think that part is still something that, you know, Gen AI, ChatGPT cannot do. And that's where I think, you know, like, uh, you know, the assessments, you know, if I were to give it to them, that's where it will come in. Yep. And I think in, in another word, Prof, I think we are looking at, you have the A, what you learn in the class, and you have the B, which what you can get from online resources, ChatGPT. But the question is, you need to give us a C, right? It's one plus one equal to three, but what is yep. the three looks like? what did you understood on your own what is your recommendation but if you can use all the data from ChatGP to come out with recommendation that's fine right yep. like that's okay that's how it's supposed to be right is i'm being I, able to I, pick up the, uh, the rubbish you know like uh, you right. know, hallucinations right you know that's i think that's that's a good call out um and and probably i know i mentioned that that, that was the last question but i have one more thing that i want to like close it out before we wrap this what are the things that you think we all need to prepare and get ourselves known for when mm -hmm. we're dealing with AI? Generally, it could be a course, it could be reading up online, but what do you think that we should be doing more just to have a good understanding of what's happening around us? Right. I think, like, you know, I don't, I mean, everyone has got only 20, 24 hours, right, as far as yeah. I know. Um, so I, I, I doubt it. Anyone would want to, you know, take a course, and I would not recommend anyone to take a course um, unless you are, you know, shooting for a degree or certificate. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not so sure about the value of certificates. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not trying to actually like uh, downplay or like uh, upplay any, like uh, you know, any institutions. But the fact is, I think like um, you, we do need to actually stay in touch, uh, keep abreast, you know, with. The latest development of AI. We don't have to actually understand the nitty gritty um, because it's 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 very complicated. And 
but you know, being able to actually keep on, you know, like uh, being spend willing to spend the time and the energy and you know upkeep, like I guess keeping up with the keeping up the interest in continue to read. Like educating ourselves on the latest development of AI, I think is absolutely critical. Um, listen to podcasts like yours, Raj. Um, I think that would be very helpful. Like, like uh, you know, like uh, I'm, and, and I'm not trying to promote like uh, you know your podcast, right? I wish you all the like uh, all, you know the, you know all the success in the world. But the fact is this, you know, podcast like uh, you know creates a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us to actually learn and, and you know, exposed to very different things. Um, in my case, you know, like uh, when I'm on the move, you know, when I'm on the tube, when I'm on like, uh, you know, on the bus, you know, I, I you know, like uh, I, w- I will listen to it because like, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a great way to, um, to learn. I guess, you know, all I'm trying to say is, you know, listen, like uh, just, Keep on learning, you know. Keep it going, um, because you know things are like uh, moving very quickly, and uh, being able to like uh, think, uh, you know, like uh, think critically as to what is a hype and what is the reality. You know, being able to separate facts and fantasies. I can't believe it. I'm actually saying it still, like uh, you know, like uh, in 2023, uh, separating the facts and fantasies between AI. But there's still a lot of AI fantasies flying around um, and, you know, a lot of people are still taking it as reality. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's a very good way to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Prof. Terence. I appreciate your guidance and your wisdom and uh, thanks once again. Thank you very much for having me, Raj. Thank you. Awesome. You will do very well if you were to listen to Talks with Raj. 